Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Good. I'm going to follow the rules today, today because it's a rule podcast. It is a podcast of rules. A life of rules. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, we did a bunch of talking in the last podcast, and yet here we are a scant three days later. Yeah, this time we're going to talk less and just let you guys talk. Oh, no, wait. That doesn't work. That's a That's sucky a podcast. Dead air. We'll just leave gaps so you can pretend to talk, or you can talk, and we'll pretend to listen. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you doing? Oh, that's good. Yeah, great. <laughs> or, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. That, that. <laughs> great. We're done. I, mean, I, like, we're I done. like the gag, but you're right. We shouldn't go so far. <laughs> the cocktail of the week is called the Coconut Snowball. Guess what color it is. It's blue. It's real blue and creamy. Yeah. I saw a kind of variation of this on Pinterest. I made one. It photographs very well. It tastes fine. It like, could use some citrus in it. Like me. There's coconut rum, rum, coconut rum, cream of coconut, and a little blue curacao just to make it blue. I mean, the, that is interesting. The blue makes it interesting. Yeah, no, it's, it looks really cool. And you put coconut on the rim of the glass. Um, but it could use some lime, I think, just to brighten it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, still, not bad and looks really good. Yeah, if you don't like coconut, you might want to avoid this drink. It's got a lot of coconut in it. It's extremely coconutty. <laughs> uh, okay, dog updates. Hops has been limping a lot, as many Make, of you... We shouldn't have named her Hops. Now she hops. Well, anyway, she has a hygroma, which is basically a joint fluid-filled lump on her elbow, and uh, it hurts to have that thing in there. She's favoring her, one of her front paws. She's, I mean, if you watch the snaps, you notice that she's limping very hard on it. So we brought her in. I brought her in yesterday, and they stuck a needle in there because I was telling them about what happened on the other leg in Maryland where it got all infected. So they put a needle in the little squishy part and drew out a whole bunch of fluid. Um, and it didn't look super infected. And so... Uh, we, you know, we had him send it off anyway, and then it turns out it is maybe infected. It, it doesn't seem like it's like aggressively infected, but that there is some infection in there. So dear dad got to take her back up to the vet today to get some antibiotics. And then we also were told to get these elbow pads basically. So they get hygromas from pressure on the elbows. From lying on their sides, right? Or lying on their elbow pads. Yeah. And as the vet pointed out, you can get as many orthopedic dog beds as you want, but they're going to lay on the tile, which is true. And uh, Right next to the orthopedic dog beds. Like <laughs> literally sometimes. Uh, Vink really use, puts the beds to good use in both houses, and she's kind of the only one. Occasionally other dogs will get in there, but Vink likes to lie on the beds most. Vink snuggles, yeah. Uh, so anyway, this is like a series. So it's two elbow pads imagine like cylinders that go around her elbows but then you can't just do that because they'll fall off and so it's got a little contraption that goes like up over her back and then also part that goes around the front and uh she's gonna wear that kind of all the time apparently three to four weeks is how long it takes one of these to resolve so the good news is it should get better and with the antibiotics that should also help yeah, the diet, it's always more complicated because she's got arthritis in those elbows. So, so yeah. you know, one of the theories is always it's just bad arthritis or the arthritis has gotten worse. 
but it was so much worse in so much little time. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of relieved that it, there's a problem. I mean, I don't yeah. want her to have problems, but, you know, I was saying to Gia's dad, like, if this is her arthritis now at eight, we don't have that much longer with her. Like, She's going in the cart at, at 10, yeah. You know, I mean, before that, like, yeah. it, you know, it's been really dramatic, and she, you know, a bunch of times this week wouldn't put any weight on it. Yeah. So, you know, if if that were just the arthritis... It's not like she had a couple years left of that progressing where she could get around comfortably. So right. it's sort of good that it's a problem that we can do something about. Yeah, exactly. Um, so hopefully she'll kind of get back to where she was, which was still stiff, but not like getting to the point where she wouldn't be able to stand up or move without pain. I mean, I carried her up and down the stairs. She seemed to like that. <laughs> you like carrying dogs up and down the stairs. You carry Vood up and down at the, the stairs. At the drop of a hat. If one of them looks at me kind of sadly, I will carry them all around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love carrying things. <laughs> People, rocks, whatever, I'll carry it. Ugh. So we had this giant boulder in our front yard. It was a big boulder. If you go back to the snaps up through a few weeks ago, there was this big white boulder. We would sometimes look out and mistake it for Vood's or Sebi. Yeah. Because it was about their size. It was bigger it's than by them, our middle actually. palm in the front front yard, yeah. And so to dad's like, I don't think we need that rock there. I was like, great, I don't care about that. You know, we it was there when we bought there. the house. Yeah. So dad, like, I'm gonna move the rock. And I had tried once to roll that rock over one and time. It seemed like it was part of the bedrock. Oh yeah. my god, it is. It was a giant, heavy rock. Yeah. And so over the course of like three or four days, dear dad <laughs> rolled that rock from the front yard to the backyard, where it's now kind of part of the. That thing must have been. Over th- well over three hundred pounds. Oh, I mean, well was, over. I felt like those guys who flip the tire, the big rubber tires, <laughs> but because I, I could only do it like three or four times, then I'd be just like exhausted, and I'd be like, "Okay, tomorrow I'll go another six feet." <laughs> In the process, dear dad broke his finger. Well, that was. Because I smooshed it against the side of a house, and I didn't want to scratch the house, so I put my hand in between it. I mean, isn't that smart? This is and- the same stupid instinct where if. If I'm dropping something, if something rolls like a up knife? the counter, like Say a knife, I'm working my way up to that. God, would you cr- stop crashing my punchline? Sorry, sorry. If anything drops, I try to kick it like a soccer ball, like so it doesn't hit the ground and break, which is stupid because I'm usually barefoot. It's just stupid anyway because let it hit the ground. It's only a freaking plate or something. Mm-hmm. So yes, I have done that with a knife while I was in flip flops, and it did not. I mean, it was bloody. <laughs> yeah, there. I'd bleeding. forgotten you actually had done it with a yeah, knife. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? I thought you were referring to the one thing that was like, and I still do it. You this still is do it. That's... I've learned nothing. It's the impulse from my spinal cord to my foot is still <laughs> the same before it hits my brain, which is, I'll put my toe in between that and the ground. So mm-hmm. I did the same thing with my hand and the rock and the wall. And yeah, it probably. He comes in and shows me his finger, and I was like, "This is broken." I don't think it's broken. It, it was huge and swollen and sore, and it didn't, like, bend all that well. It's a little bit broken. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, a week later, I was like, how's that finger? And he shows it to me, and it's still giant and swollen. <laughs> it's better now, but it still kind of hurts a little bit sometimes Ugh, in certain positions. Totally broke that thing. Anyway, it took me a week to roll this boulder, what was it, 300 yards? Yeah. And put it by the water. But it was a really fun process, <laughs> and I feel very proud of myself for having done it. It's absolutely irrational and Kind of stupid. But you did a good job, but I'm very pleased. We are in the process of getting the seawall. <laughs> like we've got permits, we've got like we're on the schedule. That's going to happen. At which point they're probably going to get rid. Maybe they'll keep it there. The, the second thing they'll do is move that 
move that rock, take that rock and just dump it in the ocean or something. <laughs> the first thing they'll do is rip up all the plants that we've planted in that area. Yeah, we are going to lose some plants. Uh-huh. Anyway. That's okay. Oh, it's going to be great when we have that Everything done. Everything must change. So anyway, that's hops. She has the hygroma. So you'll start seeing in the snaps on Wednesday afternoon that she'll have this. Oh, that's right. I'll pick her up however long she needs because she's my girl. Yeah. I also pick up Vink all the time because she's my baby. Because <laughs> she's lazy. Speaking of Vink, uh, she also came to the vet with hops just to get her cytopoint uh, allergy shot. And she weighed 66. So when Vink was a good size, she weighed 59. And now she weighs 66. That's just because you didn't give me time to let her make weight. I think we could have had some arrangement. Dude, dad's like, well, she'd had breakfast. It was like two in the afternoon. And I was like, doesn't count. This is how Jared dad weighs himself. Like, <laughs> like, I weigh myself every day. In the morning, I get up. I go in right before breakfast. I weigh myself the same time every day. Dear dad, he'll weigh himself like right after lunch. And then he'll go erg where he sweats out approximately 10 pounds of water weight because he sweats all over the place. And then he weighs himself again. He's like, ooh. And I'm like, this is not data. You're just getting like, like, I guess if you plotted all those points, like the average would probably work out. It's bad. I was a, a lightweight rower in college. And so I, I think it. I don't remember it vividly, but it totally sticks with me that I would have to make weight and I'd have to stay within water weight of the t the target and things like that. So it it could be that I'm partly damaged that way. Yeah, yeah that's a, a making weight in college is a real way to breed lifetime of eating disorders. Yeah, in young athletes, I'll eat, but I'll definitely try to lose water weight before I weigh myself. Yeah, you sure do. Anyway, Vink is getting fat again, and. We, I kind of knew this was going to happen because she started having all these allergy problems, which she's still really having a lot of them. And the one of the vets who saw her for it was like, you know, you've got to get her on the hypoallergenic food. And I was like, no, please, no. It's not hypoallergenic diet food, right? We, it's hypoallergenic full calorie food. It's like food. regular food. And I was like, we just finally, like after several years, have gotten her to the right weight. This is going to skirt up. And they're like, we'll just give her less food. And I was like, it... No, man, it's we not going to work. We can't give her less than nothing. I mean, it was, we were giving her like six granules, you oh. know, like like four balls and and four pounds of green beans, and it still didn't, she doesn't lose. So she, yeah, so she gained a bunch of weight. I mean, you've been pretty good about the snacks. Like, there's yeah. little adjustments we can make, but anyway. She just doesn't move, though. I mean, that's the other part is she, she uses no calories during the day. So we mentioned in the last podcast that we're now switching a bunch of the dogs all to the same food, which is super low calorie and also manages some other stuff. So thankfully, Vink gets to get back on that, and that should help her yeah. lose the weight. But we're going to have to really watch it with her because uh, she, I mean, she looks bigger and it's bad for her joints, and we worked so hard. She looks funnier now because she's got the bare belly, so that looks kind of trim. She doesn't carry it there, but she's got the broad, broad back. Like when Hopper and Vink were lying next to each other in the vet's office, they both look like they're about the same size. Vink. Oh, no. Vink looks bigger than Hops. I know. She looks bad. Someone's like, ooh, is it bad angle Vink? And I was like, they're all bad angles again these days. <laughs> Poor Vink. Sorry, Vink. We're working on getting the ang angle better. But Vink... When we try to take her on walks, you run and hide under the desk. So, I mean, you know. She has always been that lazy. You're not thing. helping. I know. I know. Uh, Remy got fixed. Hooray. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's really good. And, you know, we have had a lot of dogs fixed because lots of fosters come in and they haven't been fixed. We've done this a bunch of times. And I have never had a dog get fixed 
where they actually try to go with their stitches. The, you we've, know, it's, we've had dogs with major surgery who usually stayed away from their stitches, right? Yeah, I mean, I've had occasionally dogs who will who look at like leg surgeries or something, but especially with dogs who get fixed, they come with a collar, you know, cone. We're careful about it. None of them have ever shown the slightest interest. This guy, like the first <laughs> night, we've got the cone off because we're hanging out in the living room, and he's nom, 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 just nom. right in there at them. So he's had to have the cone on, but today. The onesie that I ordered him arrived. It was a little small, so I inserted so some panels in the shoulders. It's got pajamas. It's just like little kid pajamas. So it goes all the way over him, and it's got like little Velcro. So like a kid, right? Where it's got the little snaps in butt the crotch. Flap. The butt flap. <laughs> Except this has two sides, so it goes around the tail, up onto the back. And then if you want him to go out, you just basically un-velcro them from through the legs, velcro them around the side and roll it up so then, you know, he can pee. Then he looks like Winnie the Pooh. He's just got the shirt on. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Uh, so it's blue with red piping and it's it fits him fine now with the extensions, but he does look a little bit like he's in a sausage casing because it smushes the floof down. He's, he likes it a lot better than the, the cone. I mean, especially as a blind dog who already <sighs> runs into stuff, it yeah. increased the radius of stuff he ran into. It would also hit walls and things before he would yeah, so there was could, something good about it i but. think it was a toss-up whether it actually helped him or hurt him yeah yeah but he likes this better yeah so that's remy we're working on his blood sugar and the plan is next like a week from monday whatever in in about a week mm -hmm. what is today tuesday yeah so in about a week i will take him in to get his stitches out and then we're going to do a bunch of blood tests on him. There's a current suspicion that he's got some thyroid problems, which fortunately are pretty easy to fix with just a really simple medicine. CB's on that too. Um, but we need to get all those blood levels set before we do his eye surgery. So it'd be great if they were just normal, but I, all signs point to there being a thyroid problem. So we'd start him on the thyroid medicine then He's tentatively scheduled for eye surgery on the 9th of September. I don't know if we'll get his blood levels all fixed by then, but it'll be close. So, you know, hopefully in a month or so, he'll have his vision coming back, yeah. which would be really exciting. I mean, getting him fixed was a big milestone. That's good. And, and I got to say, no, no inclinations of humping now. Right. I mean, it it was already fading quite a bit, right? So it, it doesn't usually disappear like that when they get fixed, but... Um, so that's good. Yeah, he's gonna, that's great. He still, you can tell that he has not been socialized very well. Like he'll, he still needs a lot of work. He doesn't really know how to play yet. He wants to kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he wants to do some bitey face, but like he'll, he'll bark way too aggressively, like to get a ball. It freaks the other dogs out. And yeah. like he, he may, we always intervene when that happens, but he may, end up getting more aggressive than he needs to be then too. So once he can see, we will be able to take him, like we're going to go up to Maryland in the fall, obviously take him to our trainer, but also just take him to like Dogtopia day camp where, you know, Guac would go and they spend all day there and just, you know, we're in the other room with dogs and it's, you know, the other dogs will correct him, but there's people there watching. And so he'll be able to get a lot of training and socialization and that's all kind of necessary before we decide if we keep him. He could see most of his life, right? The blindness is pretty recent. He, well, recent-ish. Yeah, yeah. He, he was born with vision. Yeah. Yeah. But it, we missed, or he missed his chance to get socialized there because he was just out 
whatever. Yeah, like, and I mean, he, there may have been another dog at the house, but like one other dog doesn't get you socialized. No. To five. Yeah. yeah, well, just like Guac, right? Like he's really good with our dogs and he's not aggressive with other dogs, but he's kind of a jerk. Like he barks or he jumps on stuff. Like yeah, he's great in the house, but he hasn't had a lot of exposure to the rest of the world because we got him right at the beginning of lockdown and, mm -hmm. and he was young and unsocialized. So anyway, there's still plenty of work to do with Remy, but we're getting him there and I'm really relieved that he's yeah, it's all fixed, it's like, all progress. We are it's making all, it's progress. all good. It's just not immediate. Yeah, so that's Remy. Uh, CB's doing fine. So we got the halo that sends the electromagnetic <laughs> pulses in his brain. Um, I so last time I was like, I I just ordered the halo because the stupid vest costs eighty dollars. I'm not buying the stupid vest. And after one day of holding the halo for fifteen minutes, it's two sessions every day for four to six weeks. After one day of sitting there for 15 minutes each time, hold on, I'm, I just bought the damn vest. I'm like, <laughs> I am upset with myself that I'm spending $80 on this vest, but I am not going to sit here like for an hour. A oh day. my God. Yeah. So I think that's going to come tomorrow too. Um, it's certainly not bothering him. He just falls asleep. You know, I, I go up to him with it when he's the vest sleep look, anyway. looks is going to look interesting. And then Hopper with her elbow pads that look like something from the nba or something too <laughs> it's going to be really interesting be a lot of equipment and onesie yeah uh but with with the vest they can walk around so you just you there's a velcro thing on the halo so you just velcro it on there so we're, you can we're gonna have to time. take some videos oh they're all i mean we take videos take of everything video. It'll, he'll be he'll look a little bit like an angel but he won't be an angel though. so that's brody guac guac's a good boy he's such a good boy he's being really good about the new dogs and and voods being a little discombobulated he's very gentle with voods even when he's playing yeah uh so guac is good and then voods really has taken an upward turn this week he's yep. uh he's way more active he's he stands up for stuff which his, he had not been doing his leg isn't swollen at the end of the day not as much yeah um so yeah his leg is doing a lot better and then we also I realized tonight when I was refilling the medicine, um, did an accidental experiment on Voods. So he's on phenylbarbital once a day for his seizures. And that's a medicine that we tried to get him off of. We were weaning him off of it. And then he started right. having seizures again. Um, and so he has been on 100 milligrams once a day. He was on it twice a day when we got him. So we got him down to 100 milligrams. Um, my brother had a dog who had seizures, who died a few months ago from, at, at like four years old from the seizures. He was having dozens and dozens of them a day. It was really sad. Uh, he was such a sweet dog. And, you know, it's different kinds of seizures than the one that that Voods has, where he has these full-on grand mal seizures. If he had a bunch of seizures in a day, he would die from them. Right. Um, these were sort of smaller, but it was like a few times an hour, and he it, it was really terrible. So... They had to put him down, and I was talking to my sister-in-law because I was like, man, like that, you know, I have one of these dogs, I feel you. And she's like, well, you know, what's your dog on? Because we've got a bunch of medicine that is open that we can't return. She's like, I'll send it to you. So she sent me all of his medicine. Same list, kind of, yeah. Yeah, he's on all the same stuff. And uh, so that included phenylbarbital. But their dog was on, for some reason, it's like 62.5 milligram pills. I don't know why it's that weird amount, but 
such it is. And but they look exactly the same. They're like a tiny bit smaller than the hundred milligram pills. But they're white and flat and have the manufacturer Round, on there. Same yeah. thing. And so I had when I had refilled the medicine the last time, we've got a big bin of medicine <sighs> for boots. And because he's on so much medicine, we've got a bunch of bottles of each thing because if he runs out, he'll start having seizures. So we've got a lot of everything. Um, it's literally like a clear pl- big clear plastic storage bin with all his no, medicine. Like a- like a 20 gallon storage bin or something. Yeah. yeah, it's giant. And uh so you know, I just you know, there's like eight bottles of Keppra and there's eight bottles of Zernismine. So I pull out a bottle of phenobarbital and I put one pill in each of the evening ones so it goes. So Look, tonight looks I'm, the same. Yeah, so tonight I'm refilling the medicine from the last week and I'm putting one phenobarbital in each one and then I noticed, oh, like this is Chex was the dog. This is Chex's medicine. This is well Okay, this is 62.5. Boots has been on 100. I better give him one and a half because that's going to pretty much be 100. And so I cut, and I haven't done this before, but I was like, all right, I put one of each, and then I cut a bunch of them in half and put them in there. And then when I was feeding Boots, I pull out the phenobarbital. I'm like, this, now that I have just compared the two, this looks like the smaller one that you know, was already loaded up in there ready for dinner. So we've been giving him the 62.5 for the last week, without knowing it because I had just filled it with the smaller pills and he's been fine, which is great. Like that is great. That's a really powerful medicine. And, and I mean, it can cause like liver failure and stuff in the long term. Dopiness, right? Well, I mean, liver failure is worse than dopiness, yes, but sure. True. It also yes. affects his behavior. Uh, I mean, all of them do. Right. But that, that one certainly. Um, so the fact that he has been fine on a lower dose is great. So we're just going to keep going with the lower dose. And, um, when we have to refill it, I'll just tell the vet like, well, we didn't mean to do this, but he's doing great on this one. Um, so it's a good sign that we can wean him off a little bit and have him at a good level. Maybe it's conjunctive with the fact that he's lost 40, 50 pounds. Totally could be. Yeah. Some medicines are body weight dependent. I don't know if this one is. Yeah. His brain weighs the same, I guess. So it may not make a difference. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, he's he's perky and happy and his leg feels way better. And he wanted to go to the vet today with uh, Hopper. Oh my God. That dog, as soon as he sees like it's car time. Or leash time, he, he gets super excited. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so he got, yeah, he went to the vet with Hops just as moral support today. <laughs> he's lolling around in the back, but he sat up a few times and was looking out the window, which he wasn't doing a week ago, he was just kind of blobby. I mean, even like before the surgery, it was hard for him to stand up, right? Yep. We were delivering him food laying down. So it seems like he really is getting better. He still isn't great at his physical therapy, but I think it's frankly good that we just gave him the time to be less painful. And yeah, he, he's he's using four paws now where he was just using three before. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, not much. Good. He's still limping on that on that back one, but at least he's incorporating it a little bit more in his weird gait. He's yeah. Al- it's, he's always had a weird gait. I mean, it's been four or five weeks, right? So it's still broken, Yeah, right? Like if you if you break a bone, it's uh. like eight weeks, uh. right? We've seen the, I've looked at the x-ray. You showed me the x-ray and then there's like a very complicated steel construction in there holding, yeah. holding everything. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a fence post construction or something yeah. with like a steel bracket and a screw that comes out of the bracket and it goes into the other bone. I mean, it is a, engineering project in there mm-hmm. he can't go through airport security There's no no, way. no. they'd beep. have to want him. Beep. <laughs> so that's the dog updates uh 
Are we going to do the shark thing, Ingo, or you want to do that on a different podcast? No, go ahead. So Ingo has said that, I think this was an idea that I mentioned maybe right before bed, you maybe very it. early in yeah, the morning. Yeah, yeah, it could have been after some sangria. I encountered a list of shark names and was somehow like, oh, we should match the dogs to the shark names. Which yeah. which type of shark for which dog? Yeah, or just generally we were thinking about dog names and these would be good ones. And then we thought, oh, we could have like nicknames for ours. Yeah. Yeah. So for example, there's ghost shark. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mako, I think, was one like Mako's a good dog where, name. Like, Mako would be a good name for a dog. Maybe it was a canine named Mako in the Keys. I think there is like a new, they have there a new is. canine dog, Mako. I think it's like the fish and wildlife dog. Yeah. Because it's yeah. coral. Uh, that's, coral is the drug stamp for the sheriff. Obviously a good girl. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there's some good names in here. The Silky Shark. Silky Shark. Hammerhead would be, you know, Waggleman. Someone has a big head. Yeah. Oh, so you're thinking hypothetical future dogs. Also, yes. But yeah. we, we did at some point. It wasn't, you know, we didn't completely finish this discussion, I think. How about the dusky shark? Oh, hi, dusky man. <laughs> Dusky's, I mean, dusky's a fine name for a dog, but nobody's going to know that that's a shark. That's true. Mako yeah. is pretty clearly a shark, right? There's a shark called the small tail shark. <laughs> small tail? It would yeah. be a funny... But again, it would just sound like you're making fun of your dog. Most of these, I, I think, yeah. Come like on. The Galapagos shark. I mean, we, we saw some of those in the Galapagos, I think. Yeah, everything's just smaller. Mega mouth. Mega mouth. That's <laughs> the one where I was like, we, oh, there's definitely like some dog shark overlap. Goblin. Mega mouth. Goblin shark is That's another That's clearly Vank. Vank. I know goblin shark Vank. Yeah. And then whale shark, and we thought of some other things. Mega mouth is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something there. Okay. So yeah, if you, that's right. I think I said. Dusky's good. If we had a litter of sharks, right? Like Blair Braverman, when their dogs have litters, everybody gets, (laughs) there's a theme. they have a theme, yeah. Right? So there's like the. Cheese? Cheese Beans. A bean. Beans. Yeah. They have a bean litter. We have Pinto. That's right. They have a refried. I'm pretty sure there was a Pinto in there. Uh, refried is a good dog name. Pinto bean. Pinto bean. Uh, so we've, we had a litter from our fixed dogs. Uh, so that's not going to happen. You guys don't get excited. <laughs> not going to have puppies. Uh, but if we did shark names would be good. Yeah. We would totally yeah. make them out. There's a big nose shark. Big nose. Nice. Big nose and small tail. Small tail. And fine tooth and silky <laughs> and mega mouth. Mega mouth. This is pretty good. Yeah. All right. If any of you decide to have a litter, you can borrow this idea. You can. Yeah. Tiger. Tiger is pretty good. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't connect back. Dust. I think Dusky is good as a dog name. Yeah. It's pretty good. Come on. That's pretty good. Dusky, like the shark. And everyone's like, what do you mean like the shark? (laughs) Oh, crap. I'm only on page one. Uh Mm -hmm. Aha. There's a a lot of sharks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Because like some sharks are also dogfish, right? So it kind of bull. <laughs> All right, this is way funnier to you than it is I'm in just like reality. All right, we're words. done with this. Okay, we're done. Words. Stop talking. Okay, uh, <laughs> you want to do German word of the week? If I had a nickel, every time I've heard that, I'd have more than a nickel. You'd have two hundred nickels. How about the taste of the keys? Is that the taste of the keys? 
I mean, I can do that if you want. Yeah, do taste the keys. I gotta look. I gotta pick. You haven't almost, picked your German so word. So many yet. German words. Two arrested after traffic traffic stop yields cash, drugs, and lobsters. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty <laughs> cheesy. Two Miami motorists were arrested Sunday night after thousands of dollars in cash, large amounts of marijuana, and illegally harvested lobsters were found following a traffic stop. And I gotta say, the picture that comes with this. All right, it's night. You have a navy blue pickup truck. Big F-150. In the bed of the pickup truck is a lime green Yeti cooler that you paid a stupid amount of money for. Yeti cooler. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then the gate of the pickup truck is down, and the police have lined up on top of the Yeti cooler, about eight lobsters, and then on the bed of the cooler in two rows, is number that we will get to, of lobsters. There's fine lobsters laid out like the DEA would do with their large seized drug Seized weapons. But these or are... seized weapons. Or seized weapons, but lobsters. <laughs> if you go to conklife.com, you will be able to find this and see the picture. Yeah. Um, I'll try to put it in the tweet. Anyway, uh, none of the drugs or money are there, but the lobsters are all lined up. <laughs> okay. So these two guys... Though, the one Guy number one was charged with possession of a half... Half an alprazolam tablet without a prescription. Half a tablet. Half a Xanax. That's some bullshit. That is some bullshit. Let the guy have his half a Xanax. Uh, Possession of drug paraphernalia. Possession of more than 20 grams of marijuana. 38.5 grams. Possession of THC, oil, and driving an unregistered vehicle. That's not going to... He was also cited for possessing 23 undersized lobsters and 31 over-the-limit lobsters. So that means he had a permit to catch a certain number of lobsters, and he had 31 more than that. The other dude was charged with possession of drug paraphernalia, more than 20 grams of marijuana. He had 114.8 THC oil. There was an additional male and two females who were not charged. Apparently, the lobsters were not theirs. Wasn't there a large amount of cash found on them, too? Well, we're, cash is legal to own, so I don't think they can charge you with having $3,590 in cash, which was also found in Martinez's possession. They put it in there because it's suspicious. The additional marijuana and baggies were found inside the truck, which both dudes claimed ownership to. Mm. What I think is in, it's the opposite of like, that's not mine. They're like, that's mine. Don't don't give that to him. That That's mine. That pot's mine. There it is. There's a lot of advice on what to say to the cops and what not to say, but... Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, but that's my pot is usually not one of those things. No. You not can, in Florida. It's no, not legal Usually it would be like nobody's pot. 37 lobsters were found in buckets in the truck bed. 23 of those were undersized. Martinez claimed ownership of the lobsters. The lobsters were returned to the water, six of which were still alive. Good job, lobsters. So... Yeah, but that means like 31 of the lobsters were dead. I wonder if they were allowed to keep the lobsters that were of size that they had permits for. Oh. Like the ones that were over the limit, they would have to return. But like the legally caught ones, they should be able to If I had keep. 10 legal lobsters or whatever, don't I get to keep those? You should. Yeah, I think that's right. And that also helps to establish the over the limit, right? I mean, you you know, if you, if you don't count those, then <laughs> you never get over the limit. Yeah. Well. So they must have kept those, yeah. Great. Congratulations, guys. Unclear. Anyway, they were taken to jail. I just think it's great that in the Keys, this is all treated equally like, you know, drugs, drug dealing, lobster, <laughs> over the lobster, over the limit lobster Look, catching. We got to protect the lobsters. I'm a, I'm in favor. I like those guys until I eat them. But, you know. You ate one for dinner? Oh, no, you didn't have one tonight. I didn't. Thought I about it. I feel bad for them. Yeah. But not enough to never eat them. Understood. Uh, okay. German <clears throat> word of the week. Ooh, sorry about that. 
Reißverschlusssystem. <lacht> Sandslap. Reißverschlusssystem. Uh, I just know system at the end. Reißverschluss. I don't know what that is. Is zipper. Reißverschluss. A, What's it, the, what it, do the components mean? Reiß means to rip. Uh-huh. And Verschluss means to close, to, to seal. So it's a zip, it's a ripping seal, rip seal. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And system means system because it because it's not just a zipper. This is this is how you merge onto a freeway. Oh, you, you're supposed to merge. Let, alternate merge, alternate Reis, merge. Is it called, it's called a merge? zipper merge. Okay, yeah. but in German, it's not followed a lot. They mm. had to have cam- public awareness campaigns and education videos because people usually just don't let you in. They're like, I have the right of way. That you is very to, German. You have to yield. I have the right of way, and if you sit there for 20 minutes, too bad. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's a jerk. Mm-hmm. And not everyone is, but a lot more than here. It's shocking <laughs> to Germans who come here. They're like, everyone is so nice. They let me in. You know, they slowed down for me. They didn't, you know, they don't try to push me out of the left lane with their bumper. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're just so much nicer. It's so much more relaxed. Jerks. And conversely, if you go to Germany, yeah, don't expect to be let in. If you if you blink, they'll like cut you off. I mean, it's just a, they're like, oh, that guy's coming. I better speed up. So they had to have a whole campaign saying it's now mandatory. This guy's social system. Everyone lets one person in. Guys, that's how this yield works. I mean, that's it's very German, right? If it's like the person driving has the right of way, then the Germans are going to be like, I don't have to let anybody in, and in fact, it would be breaking the rules if I did. That's right. I don't want to cause confusion. Where if you go, you have to go, the rule is that you must merge this way, then then they'll do it. It's a totally different mentality, right? Here you have, you, you don't have a right-of-way sign usually. In Germany, all the streets have a sign that says, this street has the right-of-way, which means you never have to look left or right. You just go. <laughs> yeah. And they don't. And if there's an accident, they're just like, I had the right-of-way. And you're like, well, there was an accident. You're an idiot. <laughs> Maybe you should have slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I don't like people like that. That's why I let you do the driving in Germany. Does not encourage defensive driving. Okay. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. It is. Thanks, everybody. Go get vaccinated if you haven't. And uh, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yeah. And even then, start with a nuzzle. Bye. Bye. Bye.